Hello and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. I'm back from maternity leave and excited to jump into this interesting case from Dr. Chi. In this episode, Dr. Chi is placing camouflage nano-hybrid composite on tooth number eight and tooth number nine. Watch as he adds a layer of this powerful composite on tooth number eight to correct some surface pitting and roughness in the enamel. Camouflage is a versatile solution formulated to be an affordable option for any composite-based restoration, but without sacrificing quality. So let's take a look at it in action. Take it away, Dr. Chi. For this case, we have a young female patient that presents with a leaking unesthetic class 5 composite restoration on the labial surface of number 9. The plan is to remove the old resin and any secondary decay that might be lurking beneath. The labial surface of number 8 exhibits some pitting and irregularity, so I'm also planning to fill those areas as well. I'll show you how to best avoid staining and microleakage when restoring smooth surface lesions with composite. While we're at it, the patient's edge-to-edge -edge bite has led to some incisal attrition, so I'll also bond some resin along these areas to improve their appearance. We are starting here with a little bit of preoperative shade selection. The key here is to apply the resin early on when the teeth are still hydrated to get the closest match possible. We cure camouflage A1 and A2 enamel onto unetched enamel to allow for easy removal. Uh, using a scaler, these dollops pop right off. With a coarse grit round-ended tapered diamond burr, I begin the removal of the existing restoration along the periphery first and slowly work my way towards the center. I create an irregular bevel along the defect and feather it out along the labial surface to try and make the interface as invisible as possible. When removing the composite, it's always a challenge because they can blend in so well with tooth structure. Drying the area really well can help expose the more matte surface of the composite, and using a slow speed round burr facilitates its removal with a minimal impact to the enamel and dentin. Now we begin the bonding procedure. I'm using Ultradense 37% phosphoric acid to etch the surfaces I plan on restoring. It's important to etch beyond the planned restorative margins so we can ensure we have a good seal along the edges of the restoration, especially on these type of cases since we bevel the margins and will intentionally have some resin overlapping the enamel along the edges. We want to create the chemical and micromechanical retention along the entire composite restoration. Uh, this will help avoid microleakage in the future. As we know, when we cure resin onto unetched enamel, it'll stick, but not very well. Since we are mostly in enamel, I allow the acid to sit for about 20 seconds. After a thorough wash, we dry the area and check for the ideal bonding surface, the frosty white enamel. Next, I apply Kerr's Optibon Solo Adhesive. I scrub the bonding agent in really well so it will infiltrate into all the surface irregularities and then air thin and ensure the solvents have evaporated. 
For this case, I prefer using camouflage flowable on these smooth surface restorations because they adapt so well to the cavity. Here I'm applying the A1 enamel to both number 8 and number 9. And I like to use an explorer and probe to carefully push the resin to the correct position. On the incisal edges, I use Camouflage Universal since it has 12 megapascals of additional flexural strength over the flowable, which should be more resilient against wear from the opposing. An obsidian ceramic or even a Bruxer anterior veneer would be ideal for a situation where a lot of additional length is desired, but the edge-to-edge -edge position for this case limits how long I can make this without undergoing ortho treatment, which the patient is not really willing to do. So I'm simply adding a layer to help with some of the chipping that has occurred. So along the incisal edges, once I apply the resin, I use a composite spatula to help shape and uh, try to establish the edges to a more aesthetic position, lengthening them. But again, the edge-to-edge -edge position on number nine limits how long I can make this, especially along the distal half. So I'll use a explorer to help remove some of the excess material in the lingual and ensure that the surfaces are as smooth as possible. And then we'll cure this for 20 seconds. Once the resin is cured, then I'll start finishing the surface to blend it in. Here I'm using a flame-shaped diamond burr. And I like the length of this burr because I'm able to cover the entire length of these anterior teeth to help smooth those surfaces out as much as possible. Once I use the diamond and finish the surface and most of the roughness is removed, then I'll move on to composite polishers, these rubber wheels. And after we begin polishing the surface, sometimes we'll notice concavities on the restoration. And in this case, I have a little bit of a concavity on the center of number nine. And it's sometimes hard to tell, especially whenever we're working under such dim lighting when we're applying the composite, especially if you have an overhead light and you use a filter. So here for this concavity, I'm going to go back and apply a little bit of bonding agent and add some resin directly to the center of number nine to repair this area to bring the contour of that out to match the surrounding surface. So we'll go through our bonding process, cure the bonding agent, and apply a little bit more of the A1 enamel flowable right into that concavity, adapting it and blending it in with an explorer. And then we'll cure that again for 20 seconds. To help blend that area into the surrounding tooth, I'll use a fine grit round-ended tapered diamond, a little bit of a larger burr to help blend more of that surface in. And once I notice most of the surface roughness has been taken down, then we'll move back to our composite polishers to help smooth and blend in the resin to the natural tooth surface. So again, we'll start off with the coarse composite polisher. Again, here we're using the Shofu kit. Uh, coarse composite polisher and removing those surface irregularities to a nice smooth area. On the lingual surface here, I'm going to remove some excess composite with a slow speed handpiece and a round, in this case I'm using a ceramic burr, it can be a round 
slow speed carbide or ceramic burr using a setting of about 3000 RPM and the round slow speed burr helps to remove excess composite without having much effect on the enamel. Whenever you apply composite resin to these smooth surfaces or really any situation uh, you want to really check the edges with an explorer to ensure the interface is as smooth as possible and that will help ensure that the areas are more resistant to staining and especially along the gingival margins that any overhangs are removed because any sort of overhang can certainly allow for plaque accumulation and lead to tissue irritation. After running through the polishing kit from Shofu, we'll finish everything off with an Aklu brush by Kerr. And this bristle brush helps to bring the composite resin to a nice high shine, running it along in a circular motion with light pressure. And that will help really bring luster to the surfaces of these restorations. Oftentimes, these simple and more straightforward cases can be equally as rewarding as complex ones where we can improve our patient's self-esteem and help restore their teeth to a natural and aesthetic appearance. For these minimally invasive treatments, I enjoy utilizing camouflage composite as it blends in really well with the surrounding tooth structure with great handling and optical properties. Thank you for tuning in for this week's Chairside Live. We look forward to having you back for the next one. Back to you, Megan. Thank you for that, Dr. Chi. And on behalf of everyone here at Glidewell Laboratories, we thank you for watching. And I'll meet you right back here next time.